We love hip hop. Let's start this off again. Cool tunes here. Dollars never disappear, ho. Cheese. We the slums all over the world, baby. We love hip hop. We love hip hop. We love. We love hip hop. Classic time right here. We got the legend in the building. Come on. We love you. We, 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 we love hip hop. A special honor. Hey. We love, we, we love hip hop. It's about to go down. Truck nigga made a million off of Mac. Yeah. Feel it when we stack and got a billion dollar bag. Uh huh. Versace Ambo made denim is a fashion. Double all my hair wraps. Come on. Classic material right there. Come on, man. All right, so let's get into it right off the top here, let's fam. You know what I'm saying? Big, 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 big thanks for coming through and doing this with me here today. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And also, you know, even before I start this here, what I want to do is do, give a big salute to my sponsors because I'm, I'm smoking good here today. You know what I mean? Uh, big salute to the sponsors, Astro Pink. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Check them out on their website, myastropink.com, or you can check them out on their Instagram, astro underscore pink. Most definitely. And I just want to, you know, Show some love to yourself because mm. what you do for the culture, you know what I'm saying? What you do for the community, I appreciate that. No, thank you. You know Kevin. what I'm saying? Thank we you. need a voice. We need a opportunity to speak the truth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes with the music, you don't, you can only say so much. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I just want to give you your flowers and I appreciate you for everything you do. This knows nothing but love. No, thank you. You King. know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, doing stuff like this, like it's, it's a, a very special honor to me, right? Mm. Because I speak to a lot of young artists. Yeah. And um, I feel when I get to speak to vets in the game like yourself yeah. who have experience, who've been able to get a bunch of different features from people and sure. know how to clear them. Yeah. We're going to be able to get some jewels out of this this conversation that Most we're about definitely. to have right here. Most definitely. Right? So with no further ado, mm. we have Harvey Stripes in the motherfucking building. Yo, so fam, okay. To start off this this year, right? Yeah, I know you're you're a man that does it big. You know what Most I'm definitely, yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be doing some bad podcasting here. I'm gonna timestamp this because we're mm. in the beginning of 2023. For sure, yeah. What was the New Year's Eve celebration for Harvey Stripes this year? Um, to be honest, this year, I mean, like most years. It's just important to be around a family, mm-hmm. be around a gang. The gang is my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas that I, um, I I treat and I feel these are my brothers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I want to see them make millions with me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yo Gotti's brother flew to town. Oh, he came to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and connect with some of my business partners from the mm-hmm. club. And I mean, to me, like just surrounding yourself with positive energy. Making sure your family is straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making sure your goals are on point every year. Um, you know, I don't make really New Year's resolutions all year round. I'm trying to improve myself and find new paths and goals that I can say I could generate more income or show my guys to make more income. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm about. Just consistent growth. 
consistent positivity and love. And that's what I really stand for. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, fam, I I appreciate you coming through and doing this with me because even with like your story. Yeah. You have a very unique story in this rap game. Definitely. Right. Yeah. You've been able to attain a lot of different successes here, Mm -hmm. but you're not like the average Toronto rapper that people know that, you know, like I interview out here. Like, okay. You come from a city about 600 kilometers down the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Ottawa, Ottawa mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and then you, you moved here at some point in like maybe 2009, 2010. Yeah. Right? Around there. 2008, I was scoping out cribs. Mm. 2009, it was the, uh, the moment for me to make that move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like in Ottawa, like Ottawa is a great city to like, show you how to move in the first place. Okay. Are you a hustler? You get your feet wet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was 18. I had 18 people working for me. That's, that's facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went to university in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Shout out my guy, Malcolm. He was able to handle certain operations for me while I had to like, you know, make sure my books was on point. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and that was a life, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, in Ottawa, there's a glass ceiling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of people feel they can only achieve a certain amount of success. Yeah. And that's as far as the artists go. That's as far as the hustlers go. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I feel like my mentality was like, the glass ceiling is not going to affect me. Mm-hmm. I see myself bigger than the city. And I love the city because I would be nothing without the city. Yeah. But I couldn't stop at, at the city's limits. And I, I was having a vision. I, I'm not going to lie. I had a vision that I was going to run into a nigga in a gas station or a nigga going to run into me. Mm-hmm. It's a small city. And I said to myself at one point, I got to make sure my family good. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure my team is good. And I got to find a bigger um, canvas, yeah. a bigger platform to to operate on. And Toronto was right there. You yeah. know? Shout out to my guy, Merch, Beat Merch, Chef Merch, mm-hmm. however y'all know him. But, um, you know, he is uh, a Toronto guy that came out to Ottawa mm-hmm. to go to college to fuck with me. And he was a guy that kind of like, he was the anchor to be like, yo, come back to the city. I see I see what you're trying to do. Uh, we was getting money together in Ottawa. And yeah. he was like, this is the, this is the city for you. Come mm-hmm. to Toronto. You know what I'm saying? So with that said, I made the move. I came to the city. I came to Toronto. Um, open up my eyes. I've seen life 10 times bigger. I mm. want to say two times, but no, 10 times bigger. Yeah. If not a hundred times bigger. I never thought I could be a millionaire in Ottawa ever. I never thought I could turn people to millionaires in Ottawa ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You never learn about real estate or, or open up your own businesses or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that you never really seen in Ottawa. Yeah. So coming out here, I really just kind of opened up my eyes and my mind. Toronto is a city of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. where Ottawa was a city of like, not, not as far as the streets are concerned, but there's a lot of people that like, they go to school, they go to go- the work for the government, yeah, things of yeah. that nature. It's the capital city. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Where it's like, Toronto is really a city for like, Free thinkers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You got your mind open. You're going to get some money somehow, some way. You could start a clothing line. You could start a brand. Yeah. You could start anything. You could start a podcast. You could, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, there's ways to monopolize and monetize 
any any kind of like source of thinking because this is a city that encourages entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is a city for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I came out here. I caught a case after like a couple months. Mother was like, come home. Yeah. You know that was a crazy call on the pay phones. Niggas ain't on pay phones no more, but in them days, we don't have pay phones. Yeah. Come on, like, mama, did you have to go to Don over here when you first got here? Nah, I got, I, I got, I was sent to Lindsay. It was a okay, short, it was okay. a short term. No, not, Lindsay's still kind of rough yeah, though. Yeah. Nothing, nothing serious. I'm not mm. going to stand on it like, hey, I'm a nigga that did some crazy business mm. shit. I keep it a hundred. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. We beat the case, a little conditional discharge, something light, super yeah. light. You know what I mean? But just, um, just experiencing that. And being in that environment, I was like, this is not the place for me. Mm-hmm. This is not the place for anybody. Yeah. Where they cage you and treat you like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. motherfucking animals. Free all my dogs. You know what I'm saying? No, free all the man. Free all the, the niggas that, that's locked in. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, just just having that that experience, it was like, you know what? I got to operate at a certain at a certain level where... I could keep myself out of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being mm-hmm. new to the city and um, understanding the the level of the how the authorities deal with the community yeah, yeah. was different than coming from Ottawa. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you know, I had to put my thinking hat on and operate smart and and project that to my guys. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. our our biggest goal is just to stay out of there. Yeah. Our biggest goal is to um, get rich, mm-hmm. take care of yourself, take care of your families, stay out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Straight. And and whatever I can do to kind of like steer guys in the right direction and keep them out of those situations, I feel like I'm I'm accomplishing something as the years go by. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? One thing I always wonder, and let me um. When when y'all gentlemen pass me a bottle of water here, just to make sure that that Harv got some water, because uh, we're Appreciate gonna be that. we're gonna be uh, going in, yeah, with Ottawa, right? I always wonder with people who I thank you, who I speak to from Ottawa, right? The Montreal connection, because Montreal is yeah. an hour away, yeah. right? And I know there's like shout out to my zoes, yeah. Come on, did you have like some trips into the MTL and and like some? Do you have some MTL stories? Well, I'll be clear, right? When you in Ottawa. Your first stop is Montreal before you even get to Toronto. That's what I'm saying. That's a fact. Yeah. And I'm so, a Montrealer, so I know about Ottawa. I'm like, I used to be, I used to live in Montreal before here. Get out of here. Okay, yeah, cool. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Okay, I lived cool. a long time. I lived into my 20s before I moved here. Okay, okay. So I'm a Montrealer. No, no, I'm, I'm from Barbados originally. Okay, okay, right? okay. Right. But I know about the Ottawa connection. Like, yeah. Just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I mean, so Montreal's like, you know, hour and a half, two hours away mm-hmm. from Ottawa, depending on how you drive. And um, it was always that city closest to the city. Um, most of my crew growing up were actually Haitians. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my nigga Love. Shout out to Tyson Ty. Um, these are my guys that mm. kind of like, although I never spoke Creole, I ain't really know much of French. Yeah. But the energy in the room, when the guys are speaking, I know if it's a good time or if it's a bad time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these niggas kept me safe my whole life. You know mm. what I'm saying? So shout out to them niggas. Um, but yeah, Montreal was a city. So basically, Ottawa is your first stop. Montreal is your second stop where you see like life is a little bigger than Ottawa. Mm-hmm. But it really had to like 
you you had to come to Toronto to really see what it was. Yeah. And my Montreal guys ended up in Toronto too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To see your real first bag. Yeah. When you thought like when you thought you had a bag and you come to Toronto, you're like, oh shit, I got to hustle hard. There's the bag. <laughs> yeah. And you thought like you had a bad bitch and you had to come to all right, cool. I gotta I gotta go harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Toronto is that city, that defining city. Yeah. So now I'm out here and a lot of my guys are Ottawa guys and Montreal guys. Yeah. To be honest, like most of my team, um, they 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 came to the city mm-hmm. and found their way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some of my guys are from the city, but most of my guys, they came to the city. And we kind of like, and with that said, I mean, the positive thing was we weren't like tied to any um, neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We weren't tied to any certain codes or certain artists or certain, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we came here and we stood on D and D. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So there was kind of like an opportunity to like, you know, I fuck with, I fuck with any artists. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't represent any particular side. Yeah. I'm not part of any of the politics or any of the beefs and shit. Nigga, I show love. Mm-hmm. I move with love first. We militant. You look behind me. We got the, we got the military behind me. Yeah. But I'm in the front with love. I hug the gangsters, the murderers, the killers, literally. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and I look these niggas in the eye and I show love. And I try to, in that moment uh, that I connect with niggas, I try to show like, I try to project some type of positivity. Yeah. Some type of like, you know, we can get out of this or we can find positivity in life and take care of our families and find opportunities and find God. I'm being dead ass honest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ask the, ask the, ask the street niggas about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of, that's the kind of guy that I am. But behind me, obviously the guys gotta be, they're riders. Mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I make sure my soldiers are straight and the same way, the same path that I'm chasing the millions I want to make sure everybody that fucks will be chasing the millions too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it takes a year, whether it takes 10 years, but as long as our eyes are on the prize, everybody's goals are on equity, business, financial freedom, success, travel the fucking world, mm-hmm. take care of yourself, your kids and your girl. That's what I'm about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just try to try to preach that and project that and, and try to get that from, Anybody, my team first, my family first, mm-hmm, anybody mm-hmm. that kind of like connects with me, whatever I can do to try to make sure that their life is better. That's who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real talk, fam. Absolutely. And even like before everything into the music and all that, right? Yeah. Growing up in Ottawa. Yes. Right? Single parent household. Absolutely. Like, was it just you and mom, Dukes, or did you have like a bunch of siblings in there? So basically, um, it was me, my mom, and my older brother, mm-hmm. Dia. So, um, I mean, he is, uh, a great role model because mm-hmm. I never had one to tell you the, the, the truth. Like, as I said, I, I, I never knew any black fathers. Yeah. Um, there were really no, in, in my community, any black men to look up to besides my brother, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was family, you know, my uncle, my cousin, yeah. you know, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? But. My brother, he walked a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He never uh, broke no laws or took no unnecessary chances. And I always wondered where I got it from. Yeah. My mother was like, you know, church woman. Yeah. Good. Worked for the government, did her thing. Um, 
you know, growing up in life, as I heard stories about my father, I had to, I had to say, maybe I got it from that side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I was somebody that I didn't, I wasn't forced to hustle, but I chose to from like the age of like 13. I was like, I don't want to ask my mother for nothing no more. I want to yeah. give her, you know what I'm saying? And at 13, your mind, you fucking baby. Yeah. I'm fucking stealing from cars and like doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, just trying to bring something back home so I can um, make sure my mom is good. You know, I'm in middle school, grade seven. We selling weed. We selling, we selling motherfucking parsley. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We rolling this shit up. We selling to the, we even like, we just kids. Like I said, we had no OGs. Mm-hmm. So we I'm like, literally I'm just freestyling. Like, I right, what's up? What's my next move? Yeah. Until I was into my later teens, 16, 17s, I was like, all right, cool. Let me figure out the streets. But mm. like as a kid, like we was always starting little crews, little gangs and shit from elementary school to middle school. But now looking back, I always had that leadership quality, mm-hmm. but maybe I didn't know exactly where to lead people to in those days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. You're trying to figure it out yourself. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, Ottawa definitely was a good place that taught me, um, like I said, certain qualities, certain skills, mm-hmm. show me my first hundred thousand, um, but didn't show me where to spend it. Yeah. There wasn't investing out there. It wasn't even, there was no, there wasn't properties at that time. Now there is, but yeah. at that time there wasn't properties. There wasn't big cars. There wasn't stocks. There was nobody to kind of lead you in that direction. Mm-hmm. I was a nigga with a duffel bag of money. And I was like, right. <laughs> I just kind of like lost in the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the good and the bad kind of led me to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Loyalty, learning loyalty that people will ride for you as long as you take care of your people and learning about betrayal. Cause that's a huge, like a huge part of my learning experience in life mm-hmm. was based on betrayal. Yeah. So I feel like learning the good and the bad. When I got to the city, I was like, all right, cool. I know what to look out for and I know what to build on. Mm-hmm. I, I learned about snakes. I learned about niggas that will capitalize on your gains yeah. and not bring anything to the table. Not even put an attempt. I mean, I, I appreciate effort. I, yeah. It's not about money. A nigga, a bitch ain't got to bring money to me for me to appreciate them. Bring that effort. Bring that energy. Bring just that loyalty. Just ask you kind of offer something. Like that. That's it. Just, yeah. It's just energy. If you see the dogs that I roll with today, my niggas, it's the energy. It's the love. You see me with my guys, you're like, yo, Harvest around a team that's that's family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's the energy that I, I, I build on and that I hold on to. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody's gonna make it, but the niggas that do, I promise it might take, like I said, it might take a year. You got that hustle in your blood. It may take five years if you got some business in your blood. It might take 10 years if you never got it. But once you get it, once you get it, you're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. You'll have your properties, you'll have your business in point. You're going to have your, 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 your team, your social network, mm-hmm. whatever it is that's around you. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what I stand for to make sure that I'm good and my guys are good. Yeah. When I want to hop on private jets, I want to say, hey, everybody could put up. When you want to take trips to Dubai, everybody could put up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if now is the time I got to take care of my guys, that's cool. I'll hustle harder, make sure everybody's good. But at some point, 
everybody going to put up. Yeah. We all going to be good. Take care of our families. Take care of our kids. Take care of our parents. You know what I'm saying? That's what I stand for. No, that's that's real. That's you know that's real talk, and that's you know solid stuff to stand for. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And even like as you were getting into music, right? Yeah. Like you you have musical influences like Bob Marley, yeah, Phonics, hey. um, you know Al Green, Al Green, and Temptations, and, and yeah, the Temptations, Sam and then you got the regular, the, the Biggie, the Pac, hey, absolutely. Um, you know what I'm saying? Jay Z, absolutely. Right? Yeah, Lil Wayne, Wayne. Yeah. You, you were a Wayne fan too, eh? I'm not going to lie. Wayne. Like Hot Boys Wayne or like Carter Wayne? Carter Wayne. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Carter Wayne. So, lyrical, real lyrical Wayne. In between all of that like landscape of music that you're listening to, when is it that you decide, you know what? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the booth and start doing this shit myself. Fuck this shit. So to tell you the truth, like I've been doing music ever since I could do music. Mm-hmm. So I used to have partners I rap with and... They got a, they had a karaoke machine when we was like 11, 12 years old. Like we was kids Mm -hmm. and we was listening to like P Diddy and Mace. Like that's the shit that set me off. I'm not going to lie. Like P Diddy and Mace, that's my first shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, shit. I'm being around the world. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Come on. That's the shit that set me off. So we was doing talent shows, Mm -hmm. dressing alike, trying to look flashy as possible. And that's the shit that really, like, you know, I found the hunger for the music. Yeah. The thing is, in those days, you drop some music, you'd be like, right, I'm going to be signed by next year. Mm-hmm. You just think it. The world wasn't as connected. There yeah. wasn't as much information in those days. You're like, I'm nice. Yeah. And everybody recognizes me for being nice. Next year, I'm on. I'm buying a house for my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking 14. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, once they hear this demo, I'm out of here. That's it. That yeah. was the vibe. I'm going to New York. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm taking them trips on my little CDs and shit I'm handing out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, from young, like, I've always loved the music. I've always had a passion for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as you evolve in life, and don't get me wrong, on one hand, you get the recognition from the music. There's a lot of people I touch that be like, Hey, I'm doing this in life because mm-hmm. your music touched me or you coached me through this in life. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing that. You're yeah. just spitting your truth. You're just giving them, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I look back and I play my music from 2015, 2016, 2017. I'm like, shit, I was giving these niggas some game. Yeah. <laughs> your music is very game up music, bro. Yeah. 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 But I was just, I was just speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about in them days smoking our ops and, Ray Tay Tay, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and nothing, I'm nothing against what, what what the niggas are doing nowadays. Cause that's their truth. Mm-hmm. But in, for me, my goals was like was was chasing paper, making sure that my, I'm on and my team is on the same shit I'm on now. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really about like um conflict because I made more money from conflict resolution mm-hmm. than conflict. It wasn't button heads with niggas because war costs money. That's a fact. It was playing chess, not checkers with niggas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stepping out there and being like, this guy can be an enemy. We don't know each other. And I approach niggas with open arms and hugs and with love first. Yeah. With the military behind me. And it's like, you can kind of 
pick and choose what side you want to be on. Mm -hmm. But on the love side, you don't lose no pride or recognition or you don't, you're not less of a man. You're a smarter man at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Let's get this money together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some it costs nothing to show love, fam. Bruh. So I was that guy, and I, I feel like in my generation, there was a lot of situations that could have turned into enemies that turned into friends or business friends or mm-hmm. acquaintances, but positive energy. Yeah. When I see a nigga in a club, fuck it, I sent him a bottle. He might have he might have not had love for me. A year ago, mm-hmm. but because of the energy that we exchanged amongst each other, I sent him fucking a bottle. He sent me a bottle back. Yeah. And we exchanged love like some fucking old school players. You good? I'm good, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? You getting money? Of course I'm getting money too, my nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we and and I feel like that old school energy is lost nowadays. Where it's just like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? People are brewing on the negativity. And, and I get it. If yeah. you lost people that you love, people close to you, it's hard to like to turn the hate off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I get it. I'm not criticizing it, but it's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Because there's so much that we could build off the love first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. And even like when you came down here in like in 09 and stuff like that, yeah. right? Um, I know with my own story, like as coming out of Montreal, yeah, there was, and when I was rapping at the times, yeah, it was a struggle to like get that acceptance into the Toronto scene. Yeah, did you experience some of that, like you um, know, like breaking through, getting through under Toronto radio? Like, I mean, I'll be honest, as far as the scene is concerned, see, times has changed right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the culture of rappers right now are actually about what they stand on. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of street niggas, a lot of gangsters in the music. Yeah. Niggas with money, niggas with jewelry, niggas that are actually busting their thing. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I feel like the era that I'm from, you know, it's after the Cardinal Chocolat era. Yeah. Which was so important for the foundation of the um of the culture mm-hmm. to say like we can stand behind Canadian artists. Yeah. I feel like it was that then. I feel like my time was more of the, there are Canadian artists that are actually about what they stand on. Mm. There's some hustlers out there. There's some niggas that can spend some money, pop up in big furs and Rolls Royces yeah. and, and shit like that, which was different from the era before me. Not saying they, they weren't getting money, but it was a different, you know, it was like, you know, it was the era of much music, much vibe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I loved. I'm not going to say, like, I didn't I didn't appreciate that t- those times. Yeah. But, you know, it was like guys in the industry that were strictly chasing a record deal. Yeah. No street money. My era was the mix. Yeah. Of, like, there's street money and there's record deals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like these times right now, it's street money first. Mm-hmm. And they go pop up in this music video with a hundred thousand in a fucking headlock. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. In my times, niggas didn't have money. I was popping up in the clubs and I was getting bottles for everybody. Mm. I felt like I was the I was the exception to the rule. I was from Ottawa. Yeah. So I pop up, I was spending money and niggas showing love. I was like, Okay, cool. And I, I wasn't feeling no way about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, because that's how I do. I, I'm not getting money just for myself. I get yeah. money for my, myself, my team, my family, 
for investments, for everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not just for me. I hustle hard to make sure we all can enjoy this shit. But I remember during those times, 20, now we, we go to 2012, 2013, 2014, niggas didn't really have it like they was rapping about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So now fast forward to these times, I see these, these young street niggas, they got it, but they also got, that's a positive, but they also got a lot of negative issues in the yeah. streets. Yeah. And you they're way what? more open about like the super the ne- negative ways to yeah. get it. You know what I'm saying? Like so, they're like so, straight out. So in 2015, 2016, 17 and shit, you could, every time you drop a music video, we was throwing a release party. Mm. You, you outside. We's outside for real. Yeah. We outside. I'm at Time Nightclub. I'm at, wherever we got to go, we bring artists to town. We fly in Vixens mm. with the full first touching our feet. Like, we we loud. We really outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where I feel like some of our most um, talented or impacting artists during these times, I don't say they can't be outside. I don't mm. say that, but. They're not outside like that because the times are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't move as freely. You got to, not that we wasn't moving militant. Like I said, we was militant with love. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the young niggas, they got to be militant with like a certain energy, yeah. like ready to go. Like it could happen at any moment. It's an on-site thing now. It's an on-site. Yeah. With us, yeah. to this day, I ain't got no enemies. No, but even like, it explains a lot, like, when I first started seeing you on the music scene, yeah. it was always like doing it big. Yeah. And this city has like a, you know, we'll, we'll keep people at bay at, at, at a certain point until we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, he, he's real with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then they accept this rappers in. Yeah. So I feel like when you came through doing it big, yeah, people just accepted you right away. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, I didn't, I didn't show up looking for acceptance. I was mm. like, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Marv. I'm D&D. I'm fucking, I, I show up with fucking 40 Asians and yeah. we on our shit. We got some bad bitches with us. We all in furs. Yeah, like the legend was already starting to travel. Yeah, I was like, we showing love. I showed up in the city. I had the CLS 63 bands. Mm. Like, I was like, I'm that guy, but I show love. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I'm no cocky. I feel like my first interviews that I used to do, niggas would think I would show up on some arrogant shit and like, mm. be like, ah, whatever. But I show up, I show love. Like, Listen, if you could get it too, listen, I'll show you a way to it. Yeah. My resources could be your resources. Ask, just ask. These are my plugs. These are my realtors. These are my brokers. These are my uh, uh my car plugs. These are my insurance plugs. Like if I can if I can see more millionaires in our community, mm-hmm. if I can see more people shining and being motivated from what they can achieve in the streets rather than just money under a mattress or a nuffle bag. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. seen busts that happen in the city where niggas had so much potential. Niggas had millions of dollars. And sometimes I question myself, did y'all ever invest it? Did y'all ever get cribs for your family? Did y'all yeah. ever get, you know what I'm saying? Do you ever take the step to evolve into the next step of life? Because a white man is not just respecting money in a mattress. Yeah. If you ain't got no equity, no credit score, no stocks, no bonds, no nothing. Yeah. How are we going to evolve? The truth is... You got a hundred thousand or five hundred thousand, whatever you have, and you don't invest it. As the the economy is is evolving, things are becoming more expensive. Properties and everything is that nature. Your money, the actual value, of your money is going down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. as you're not ev- investing your money, the value of your money is going down. So you had a hundred today, 
And you might say, cool, that's 20% on a $500,000 property. And you sleep and wake up and that property is worth a million. Mm-hmm. That's no longer 20% down. Yeah. Now you got to go scratch another 100000 just to get the same motherfucking property. Yeah. The same house, two-car garage with four bedrooms. When you could have invested You could have invested it. I invested. When I came, I got in the city. I took, I took my first condo or two. I figured out how I'm going to get my money. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to invest right away. Mm. I jumped into it right away. So by the time they said, hey, the market is up, shit, I was up half a million. Nice. I was up on my first property. My first property, all I did was pay fucking mortgage, which is like rent. I was paying eighteen fifty. Nowadays, you pay twenty five hundred for a condo downtown. Yeah, I was paying eighteen fifty for a four bedroom house in the suburbs. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So cool. I jumped in my first shit. Cool. I jumped in my second shit. Nigga, I, and and I haven't stopped. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I try to show my guys that it's not a secret. I'm not hidden. I speak on it. I, uh, like. You need a plug. You need a realtor. You need a broker. You need someone to get you a mortgage. You need a co-sign. You, whatever you need. I try to show my guys there's ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it now, it will be harder in the future. Yeah. We could never imagined 10 years ago, million dollar, 1.2, 1.3 million dollar townhouses. That shit sounds insane. Yeah. Now it's regular. It's regular. You want to go into the suburbs and get a townhouse? Some of these niggas will tell you 1.5, 1.5 million for a townhouse. That's crazy. To start, that's not even a mansion and nothing like that. Not even a mini, not even a mini mansion, bro. 1.5. You would imagine you have five thousand square feet, an acre plus of land, a pool, some fly shit. Yeah. When you're young, you think that's retirement money. Now they're saying that's get your feet wet money. Yeah. Get your parents to invest in you money. Get your start money. Right. So I try I, and, and don't get me wrong. On your way to on your path to success, you'll find little opportunities where they say, cool, put a five percent down. This is a little thing, whatever, whatever. I right, cool, me put my guys on right away. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity. You don't got to put four hundred thousand down. You don't got to put a quarter million down. Yeah. You could put 50 now and put five thousand a month until you're ready. But that. As, as tough as it might be for you for now, it changed your life forever. Because mm-hmm. the next thing you want to jump into, now you got a, a half a million in equity. Yeah. Now they want 350 down. You say, cool, that's light. I yeah, write you a that. check. Yeah. I still got a 150 I could enjoy, invest in something else, buy my wife a ring, go take a trip for the family, get an investment home somewhere abroad. You could do something different, mm-hmm. but you got to jump in at some point. The later you wait to jump in, the shit just keep getting harder and harder. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like, that's a mentality that I want to have for my guys. Yeah. So even with, with the, um, as you started getting into like getting serious with the music. Yeah. You started popping up with a lot of people early in the game. Yeah. Right. Most definitely. Can we go through some of these, these features? Yeah. Right. So I want to start. I'm going to go forward a little bit and then we're going to go back. Yeah. Right. Still- you had the Yours to Discover album. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And on that, like the song that we we're even playing in the intro um, with Max B mm-hmm. and, and, and French Montana. Yeah. That was um, one of the earlier ones. Yes. That's, how did you link up that one first? First of all, that that's collabo. So um, first things first, shout out to my guy, JP. Mm-hmm. Um, he's um businessman from New York. 
um, booking agent, and he connects with a lot of artists. So basically, he'll be on tour with a lot of different artists. And he connect with certain guys, fly me out to the states, and we would build a relationship, like a genuine relationship with a lot of artists. Yeah. So we bring him back to Max B before he got locked up. Um, he made that happen. Um, you know, shout out to the Wave God. You know what I'm saying? Free, free the Max, Bigger Val. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and that was actually the first joint that I ever did as a solo artist. To be honest, mm-hmm. I I was in a group in those days called Deuce Deuce, mm-hmm. and when Max B jumped on the record, he said, uh, "Big Avell, Deuce Deuce." Like it was actually like it was still a Deuce Deuce record. Yeah, but you know, um, it was a certain point in 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 life for me to be like, you know, like. Is is the loyalty real or is it not? And it wasn't. So I think I I just took it from myself. Going like I, I, I mean, I, I paid for it myself. So yeah. it was mine. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was the first record I ever did paid. Power always includes dollars. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a dope record. So we brought it back, actually, fucking with French. Throughout the years, we fucked with French. Yeah. And uh, I feel like he jumped on maybe paid part two. Part yeah, I two? think he did pay part two. And, um, you know, once again, another thing from JP, you know, he would connect us with certain artists. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like during those times, you know, bringing it back to like speaking of the different generations of artists, I feel like we made it clear that it was like it was a normal thing to fuck with artists from the States. Yeah. Where prior to our times, it wasn't really like. Niggas wasn't really doing features, going out to Miami, going out to New York, fucking yeah. artists. Like, niggas, we fucking with Kiss in, in New York. We was in the trenches. We was on them yachts. We was doing some fly shit. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We was in the Heights with all the Dominicans and shit. Like, you wasn't really seeing that before our times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was just me, but it was it was our times. No, you know, there was like those, those times where people were starting to do features. Chinks Drugs when I was on a feature yeah. with... Um, with uh, 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 um, why, why is the name slipping my mind? But it was people who were yeah, no, I feel you. It was it was that era yeah. of like merging the cultures, yeah, merging yeah. what we're doing out here and showing it's up to par with what's going on in the states, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, sometimes like we was going crazy with features. I do still feel like it was a little bit before the times of like the masses understanding and accepting it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. If we didn't lay the foundation, I'm not saying we were the original foundation. The original foundation, we go back to, to, to fucking Socrates and Cardinal and all them guys. Yeah. But if we didn't have this path, this um, evolution of Canadian artists, where would we be now? Yeah. Well, actually, we also have to keep in mind that with all due respect to those artists. Yeah. A lot of them had to go through record deals to make those Absolutely. things happen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where sure. the generation that you represent. Everybody was independent and getting their features on their own. For sure. Now, I feel like... For the most part. Most definitely. I feel like the barriers of entry have changed over the years, right? Mm. So, like you said, prior to, you had to have a record deal or you're never going to be heard, period. Yeah. Our times was like the transition, where it was like the much music, much vibe, transitioning into the YouTube and the fucking Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, we still mm-hmm. had CDs in the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? While well, you got adults born in 2020, uh, 2001, 
They're like, I heard y'all used to have CDs in cars. So I'm like, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> and even in the interviews that I, when I'm doing my research, yeah. you're talking about like your 100,000 downloads and stuff like that. Yeah. This is still in this time when digital was still starting, was just was becoming home. a thing. Yeah. People were just starting to download now, stuff on that's iTunes. Regular. You got to do millions plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, so. but don't get me wrong. During those times, if your shit wasn't playing on much music, mm-hmm. much vibe, and flow, the original flow. I remember the Like, you, you, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there were barriers to entry. If you were an independent artist, you had to spend some coin to get on the original flow, get the mm. radio, radio marketer, or whatever they call themselves in them times. You know what I'm saying? So, the fact is, like, there was only a small group of us that was actually getting recognized on certain platforms yeah, where we might not even have seen the importance of the streaming world, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. My shit is like, you pull up on my crib. I put the big screen on. I put on much vibe or much music. My shit going to play 10 times today. Mm-hmm. I'm chilling. Like, I'm that nigga. <laughs> yeah. My shit going to play. I'm not, I'm not searching it. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just going to play. But I feel like I was part of the the end of that generation yeah, of yeah, like yeah. when TV counted, MTV, BET, much music to play shit. There's a transition into to streaming where we might not have realized how important it was going to be, to be honest. Yeah. That shit was the most popular in the city, but the streams wasn't going crazy because we was, we was on TV. Mm-hmm. We didn't pay no attention. We pay no mind to yeah. YouTube views on Grey Goose Diet or Hallelujah, Rakers with Tory Lanez. Or Ray, you know what I'm saying? We wasn't, we wasn't paying no mind to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's all, it's all an evolution, right? So I feel like it's important that our, our time existed that we connect with a lot of artists from the States. Everybody. We connect with everybody in the States. Everybody, fam. E- even before you get to the States stuff. Yeah. You mentioned the Grey Goose, Grey Goose Diet. Yeah. Which was actually like a Charlie B record back in the days on a yeah. mixtape. With you and Tory Lanez well, like linked be, up in the studio I'll at be, that time. I'll be, I'll be honest. That was a record with me and Tory. Okay. Right? Like that was a Tory, my guy. Uh, we connected maybe like a Carabana weekend. Yeah. And he wasn't popping, popping yet. Nah, nah, yeah. nah, he wasn't popping. He wasn't popping, but he was talented. Yeah. I'll give him that, right? So, um, Tori hit me up, said, let's get, let's get some work in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we connected in the studio, dropped a crazy record. And I think we're looking for an outlet. How are we going to get this record out to do the numbers that it needs to do? Yeah. And at that time, you know, uh, uh, Charlie B was connected in the city. Mm-hmm. So that was the outlet, but it was our record. But I, you know, obviously I, I felt, especially being new, especially newer in those times, mm-hmm. letting this come out through somebody's uh, platform that is integrated in the city is going to do better for all of us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we ran with that in those days. Um, you know, I used to bring the community to our video shoots. Mm-hmm. Everybody was out, all the artists, all the the promoters, all the producers, everybody was out there. Yeah. Where I don't feel like that is a thing that happens anymore. People don't trust addresses. Yeah. yeah you can't yeah, yeah. Aver- you know what I'm saying? Like we was really outside. We had the Bentleys back to back. We was doing our thing. And um, you know, I, I've spoken on it before, but 
it is it is a moment that I'm proud of because it was, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it was Tori's first time on uh, on television, mm. on a platform that was bigger than what he had been on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope. It wasn't like some regular shit. Nigga, we was going hard. Grey Goose Diet was for the culture. If Grey yeah. Goose Diet dropped today, that shit would have millions of views on YouTube. And let's, let's also, just so, so the, the, the youngins understand, like, yeah. this is pre-Sean Kingston time even, I think. Maybe. I, I think he would, or maybe it just started linking maybe, with him maybe. around those times. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Yeah, you're, so you're right, we're right. talking about, like, a undiscovered Tory Lanez yeah, at definitely. this point, fam. Yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and, and by the way, I just got to jump in. Free Tory, by the way, man. Mm. Free Tory, by the way. Tory... I appreciate you and everything you bring to the game and get out the motherfucking bars, my nigga, because mm. that shit ain't no ain't no place for a nigga like yourself or anybody to live. Fuck. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So free Tory, by the way. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah. I just got to I got to stand on that. You know what I'm saying? No, like, and even like just the, the sidetrack for a quick second. Like, yeah. you, what's your thoughts on this situation? Like with this? Like, I mean, not going through the whole situation. Yeah, but just like I at mean, the results now. Man. I, I, I feel that. Personally, from how the evidence has played itself, that there was another female involved and she may be the person that is the person responsible. Mm. Now, I, I'm not going to stand on that. I, I don't want to see anybody in jail, to yeah. be honest. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't feel like he's fully responsible for what they're holding him responsible for. Mm -hmm. But I feel even beyond that, I feel as a community, um, we can't, we can't encourage the incarceration of our people. Um, there's a line that Nipsey said, and he was like, I wonder what people will go through to, 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 to basically he was saying like to stand on, like giving ourselves to the people that hate us. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you a rat, it's like, like it's this is mo this is modern day slavery. This mm -hmm. is modern day. These are the people that before enslaved us publicly. Now you could do it privately with yeah. the same people, and you stand on that. You trying to lock another black man? Give that nigga ass whooping if he if he deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Make this time you connected with the mob in, in in fucking Houston. You know what I'm saying? Let him feel it, recover, and be that guy again. But you mm -hmm. go to the feds. Like, I can't stand on that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I can't, yeah. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Regardless if he was right or if he's wrong, we can't encourage incarceration of our people because the truth is, the unfortunate truth is, a lot of us have been, especially in the States, but a lot of us have been, our, our upbringing has put us in a situation where um, the unfortunate truth is that breaking the law has been able to provide us with opportunities to feed our family. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do if now that becomes a norm of the rat and the telling where we're incarcerating people that are, you know, because sometimes there's a, there's a, 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 a motive behind it that is righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're avenging. Somebody killed your brother and you're writing for your brother because the police are not going to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's a righteous motive behind it. And we have to find our justice in the streets. And I stand behind that. I don't stand beside behind like, you know what I'm saying? Like reckless killings and all that shit. I don't. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But either way, 
It's not to give ourselves to who, you know what I'm saying? The modern day slave owners, these motherfucking, the, the feds and the, the powers that be, you know what I'm saying? So for make to stand on that, like, oh, this thing gonna go to jail. Ah, and, and Nah, man, that's not what I stand for. I'm not yeah. about no six, nine shit. Whoever's turning on big slime. Like, I'm not about a, none of that fed shit. If you're part of something, ride for what you're part of or don't ever be part of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, free Tory, you know, hopefully um, the judge, you know, at this point, I'm not sure when you put out this interview, but at this point, the judge hasn't passed. Yeah, by the 23rd, this this interview will be out before the 23rd. Okay. Um, when this appeal is, is, is going on. So, okay. yeah, man. Let's hope, you know what I'm saying? We 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 pray and we hope for posit- positivity. Um, you know, I spoke to a couple guys from the camp. Shout out Jay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I just hope everybody is is holding strong and and doing whatever they got to do to make sure that, uh, you know, he gets the best possible situation. But, you know, as a man, you're going to be strong, hold his head, do what yeah. he's got to do. And, you know what I'm saying? Just keep rocking. It's yeah, not man. the end. No, hold, hold your head, Tori. Mm. And, and even to like to circle back to like the features, right? Yeah. Because... To me, fam, like you have, I feel like you probably have the most features mm. out of all of the Canadian artists is between you and Peter Jackson. Okay. For the most features. Shout out Peter Jackson. I, I'm going to have to go and do yeah. like a, 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 like a count one day <laughs> and maybe do a YouTube live and have like a, yeah. a, a battle between the two of y'all. Yeah. The, just the features. Yeah. You had, a, and staying on Canadian features for a second. Yeah, let's go. You had an early nav verse from back in the day. No, he did the hook on that tune. Yeah. That tune was fire. When I I was fucking with nav, and shout out to nav, by the way, when I was fucking with nav, it was, uh, it was a pre-discovered nav. Yes. But equally as talented, if not even more. He was was, floating on that hook. He was stupid nice in those days. Not to say he's not anymore, but he was nice. So nav was producing and doing the hooks. And I remember at one time, like being in the studio and having that conversation with my guys, like, yo, we, we should sign this kid. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, cause I'm, I always got to be real with myself. We might not have had the platform or the, um, the, 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 the connections to put him in a place where he needed to be. Yeah. And he found the, f- the home that he needed to be in. Mm-hmm. So I never knock him for that. I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud to say that, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to work together in them early stages early. where you send me records back and forth. Should I change these, uh, these words or should I change these instruments and instruments? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that was, crazy. you know what I'm saying? They could pop up my birthday solo dolo. Like yeah. that's Nav. shout out to Nav. That's my guy. You know what I mean? But, um, but I did recognize his talent very early in the game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I feel like he might've been doing hooks as, references where somebody would re-record those hooks. Yeah. And I heard him. I was like, nigga, you on this record. Like, I don't need, I don't need to take you off this record. Yeah. Your shit is fire. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, we did a record. I actually went to Ottawa to shoot the video. So that's mm-hmm. why he wasn't in the video. I went to Ottawa to shoot the video back in my, my neighborhood and shit like that. But, um, but you know, it was a privilege and it's something that I am proud of to say that I was able to work with, Nav in his up and coming, uh, uh, Tory, Tory same way, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Murder Beats, yeah, the same way. Shout out Murder, one of the biggest in the mm-hmm, world, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To say that I was able to, to, to work with these guys, and you know, whether there was, there was something in our, um, opportunity to work together that 
projected them in the right direction. Yeah. Whether there was some influence, whether there was some positivity projected, whatever the case may be. But it's something that I'm proud of to say that I worked with a lot of greats from the city in their early stages in significant ways. Yeah. And then to see them reach their levels of success. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's an amazing thing to see. We was working with Murder Beats prior to, I mean, this is when he was working with Migos. Mm-hmm. And this is prior to, like, certain Drake records and certain yeah. things that really, like, set him off. That took him on you the next level, I mean? yeah. But um, with Murder, it's always been the same love then and now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's always been the same genuine mutual respect. You know what I'm saying? And... Murder is uh, Murder and Corey. Corey's his manager. Mm-hmm. Were the ones that connected us with Yo Gotti, and we was rocking with Yo Gotti for years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that connection was very genuine. Um, Gotti them a lot of things that that the people don't know about Gotti is like they travel normally um, by ground, not by air. Mm-hmm. In those days, especially because they had to keep it with them. Yeah, and you couldn't bring it on a flight. Is going state to state. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of, and still have, but I'm just talking about in those times, they had a lot of young soldiers that would, you know, literally put it all on the line for them. Mm-hmm. Loyalty at its finest. Niggas that would lay down their life yeah. knowing that Gotti them will take care of their families if it if it went down like that. Yeah. A dip, like a, a whole level of, a higher level of loyalty that, you know, it, it was it was interesting to experience fucking with those guys. So now Gotti and the camp are coming to Canada. I don't know if it's the first time or the second, third time, but at the time that we was fucking with them. Yeah. And um and it was trying they was just crossing a border with the legal joints. Mm-hmm. But the border for whatever reason shut it down. So now they're in the city and they're not covered. Mm-hmm. They're basically walking around naked. So now murder, Corey hit me up like, yo, uh, you know, Gotti them in town. Um, you know, it would be a good look to have some solid guys from the city that are respected, have no negative energy towards them. Mm-hmm. And can, I don't say make sure they're good, like they couldn't be good on their own. I'm yeah. not putting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. But just, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, have be some around. real niggas around them. Yeah, they yeah. know their way around the city. So we connected with, with Gotti and them through murder and Corey. And um, it was love since then. You know mm. what I'm saying? Positive energy, real militant. They see how my soldiers move. You know what I'm saying? The loyalty that they're on, we're on that same shit too. Yeah. Not as cutthroat. You know what I'm saying? But but um, but it was love and we connected like that. So from then, we was going back and forth to the States with Ghani and them and they returned the same energy. Mm. We go out to Memphis and, and it was real cutthroat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You have killers popping out of the fucking... The dark alleyways and corners yeah. with guns as long as fucking seven as long as little bow wow <laughs> niggas ain't saying hi but they'll shoot for you yeah yeah ain't no hugs and love are you good my nigga none of that but they'll they'll let that shit go yeah you know what I'm saying and we was in them trenches like the trenches for real where like the truth is like our lives like the value of our lives in Canada it wasn't the same value out there we yeah. dropped like ain't nobody looking for us like you know what I'm saying? Like, it was different. Like, yeah. we was really in them trenches for real. Look, kids around and shit like that. They're like, yo, they shoot at kids, nigga. Yeah. Don't think shit is sweet out here. Like, shit was real. Moving around with Black Youngster. Like, Black Youngster was one of the realest, if not the realest industry, nigga. I don't want to call him an industry, nigga. He's a street nigga, but yeah. nigga that I met in the industry ever. With the, 
exposed at all times, ready to go. And I'm trying to incriminate no nigga. We talking about no, it was the open carry I'm just, state. Yeah, I'm just telling you, yeah. like niggas was ready to go at all times. Right, big Jezzeline doing 150, like you know what I'm saying. And you know the love was reciprocated when we was out there. The other way of taking care of us was a little wild. It was a little crazy, but yeah. that's, that's how they take care of their own. You know, so um, you know it was a privilege to to experience that. And be safe in that environment where niggas are right for you too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially so, in a city like Memphis, man. I'm telling you. We yeah, was in Memphis. Yeah. We was in Miami. We was in Atlanta. You know, I lived in the States for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, and we was moving state to state and just fucking with, you know, whatever real niggas were out there. Yeah. And, you know, it's different to experience. This is like pre-Trump and then Trump came into power. And you felt, I was in Florida when Trump came into power and you felt the energy in the air. And it's something like, I'm not talking about social media. I'm not talking about what you say on YouTube. I'm talking about when you feel it, when the police pull you over and you're in a mm. fucking white Rolls Royce with Ontario plates. Jeez. And the way they treat you. You're from Canada, eh? Nigga. <laughs> the vibe, the energy where you're like, fuck, I might not make it home. Yeah. The energy out there, I'm telling you, like, it's something like I can't put into words, but the hostility, the way those fucking Confederate flags raised mm. in 2020. Their MAGA hat started popping up. When, or was it 2016? It whenever, 2016, whenever Trump, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 2016, when them fucking, when them, when them, Trump, when them flags raised and the, the patriotism that was racist, mm. that was representing what their grandfather's Got rich from. Yeah, yeah. It was different. Florida is a different kind of state. We're not talking about just Miami. We're talking about Florida. So, so go let, ahead. let me ask you. Yeah, talk. Because 2016, around yeah. that time. Yeah. You got a Soldier Boy feature around that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How did that come to par? That, once again, to my man JP. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, at this point, um, I'm sure, like, so we had connected with CMG. We was working on a D&D CMG deal. Trying to make sure everything lined up. We was working with Snooty Wild. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Rest you know what I'm peace. saying? And we was working with Gotti. We was working with different artists from the States. We was in the South. Mm-hmm. And um, we got to work on that record with Soldier Boy. Um, he sent us a couple different versions of the record. I was like, I just want some like genuine Soldier Boy shit. Like, and he made the beat. Make it sim- Yeah, make it simple and raw as possible. Yeah. He gave us what we were looking for. And... Um, you know, at a certain point, we were supposed to shoot that video like we were supposed to shoot the video with Gotti. But, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. Shit got a little hot in, in during those times. Yeah. And, I, and I had to take a step back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I tried to take a step back where I was like, you know, um, you know, being in the States. I was in the States for like, let's say a year or two, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we was actually with Gotti's brother on New Year's. The other day, and he was, he was like, "Yo, what's up with the music? Like, you ain't dropping no shit. What's going on?" Yeah. And I, this is the same thing I had to tell him the other day. It's like, you know, during those times, like I probably spent like two hundred US mm. in the states over over that time marketing music. We was in the strip clubs every day. We was in the clubs every day. We connected with the artists, the record promoters, and shit was going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, 2016, 2017, if you know the history of real estate in Toronto. Shit was booming too. Mm. Right? So during those times, let's say end of 2015, 2016, I picked up a property. And let's say the property was like 600000 I put a hundred down. 
I go to the States, I'm working on music. I spent 200. You know, you get money from streams. We get booked for shows, things of that nature. But now I come home, the property is worth 1.2. That nigga doubled. Wow. It doubled. And that's one. That's my second property. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The first property doubled too. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm chasing a passion in the States. Something I feel like I was born to do. But maybe the the level of like, hey, I got my own. I never had somebody invest in me. Mm-hmm. I never really had management unless it was my guys in the streets. I was like, all right, cool. I'll play that role. Yeah. But the the... The independence was a gift and a curse because nobody ever jumped in to be like, all right, let me, let me show you how to turn this into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as the investments were concerned, that shit was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I was doubling every time. So when I was talking with Gotti Brother, he's like, you know, what's up with the music? I was like, it was guaranteed back home where on the road, you taking all them chances mm-hmm. and it wasn't guaranteed. So what you going to do? I didn't sign up for this shit to be famous. The truth is the version of famous that we experience now, it didn't even exist in our time. There was no social media. Yeah. So I didn't want uh, likes, you know what I'm saying? Views. That shit didn't exist. You wanted the money. <laughs> Nigga, I'm a fucking hustler first. So you tell me I could spend this in music and have motherfuckers you know, cheering at my shows and commenting on my shit and liking my shit and make X amount. Or I could be private and invest the shit and see 10 times or five times or six times the amount. Nigga, what you think I'm going to do with it? Yeah. And it's legitimate. It's legit. I could put people on, show people how to get it. I could buy my mama house. Mm. I could stand on my investment. I could, li- I could live in my investments. What you think I'm going to do? No one showed me the way. I wish somebody did because I would have done double what I did. Yeah. If I knew in 2012, when it was easy to get a crib, when houses were like 400,000 and you had to put down oh, 5%. You would have tripled, quadrupled. That would have been crazy. When it was easy, when there was no stress test, when the rates, when the interest rates weren't crazy through the roof. Yeah. If, if yeah. somebody would have put me on, Nigga, we would have all been rich. So, so basically, mm-hmm. you found a, a more stable source of income, a stable, a stable hustle. Why the fuck take all these risks with the music shit? So, so basically, as far as the streets are concerned, and I won't get into it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not Vlad TV. You know what I'm saying? But no, we ain't as, doing that. As far as the streets are concerned, when I went to the states, my street operations because of my Lack of um, 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 presence because I left for a year plus. My street operations diminished to fifty percent because you can't be hands on delegating your soldiers, doing everything you got to do. Yeah, but my business investments that came from legitimate sources of income, everything was I I made sure everything was legitimate. Mm -hmm. Everything you. Backtrack my shit. It was straight from day one. Yeah. Um, them shits were double, triple times 10. Mm-hmm. So what does it teach you? Now I come home, I'm like, fuck, what I got to pay more attention to? 
but I got to put more energy into it. Yeah. The street shit, you wake up a morning, it could be a bad morning, all that shit gone. Mm -hmm. I used to say it's a McDonald's restaurant. Every business venture I got is a McDonald's restaurant. You wake up, you lose a McDonald's restaurant. Whatever you expected to make from McDonald's restaurant in a year, you lose that shit yeah. off of a, a bad conversation or a bad uh, a meeting. It's or, a wrong you know, judgment. Just yeah. something. Yeah. Just some negativity. You lose all that shit in a moment. Yeah. The hostility in the streets is crazy. Where in a corporate world, whether you got stocks, whether you got real estate, whether you got investments, whether you got legitimate businesses, it's a it's the 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 platform that you're playing on is you know what I'm saying you especially you come you jump into shit from a hustler point of view. Mm -hmm. My realtor told me I don't I never looked up the study, but he had said there was a university study once that said like hustlers specifically whether it was dope dealers or pimps or whatever it is that are in the streets, their level of expertise when it comes to like delegating responsibilities, having uh uh uh, uh Soldiers that are um, responsible for their responsibilities, mm -hmm. um, you know, their level of expertise in the industry. If you apply that to Fortune 500 companies, you'd be more than rich. Yeah. Look at Big Meech. Right. I don't know yeah. if you've seen a documentary, but look at Big Meech. The fact is, y'all was y'all was making billions free Big Meech, by the way. Mm -hmm. Not that I know, him, but free Big Meech, by the way, street yeah. legend. And y'all was pushing a product that's going to sell like that. But. In reality, now that we look at the big picture, y'all was selling the wrong product. What if y'all was selling bottled waters? I know it sounds crazy, but what if y'all was selling, look at 50 Cent, what if y'all was selling vitamin water? Yeah, yeah. What if y'all was selling uh, 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 stocks? What if y'all was selling real estate? The way that, the, the way that you're able to get your soldiers online, the way you're able to brew that loyalty, that community, that, that energy amongst people that all have the same goals in mind, you apply that to many different things in the world. You can get the same. Uh, 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 you could get the same money back. You could get the same resources. You could get the same opportunities built from it. But just find different ways to get it. Yeah, they're selling dope. Straight. You're showing up to every dope meeting, and nigga, you don't know if the nigga want to take your fucking head off. That's a fact. That's a fact. You showing up every fucking exchange, and the nigga might it might be your last day. No, it could be spooky out there. Let me ask you a question yeah. about a legendary moment that I, I, I heard about in a few interviews. Yeah. The Mario Tour. Yes. Louis Bag giveaway. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can you retell that story on the We Love Hip Hop podcast? I mean, so. For back, the new generation that so, not, have not heard this legendary yeah, story. Yeah, so back in the day. Now, when, it was a very important thing to be able to tour with American artists when mm -hmm. they came to the country and hopefully it would transpire to going to the States with them. Yeah. So, you know, we did tours with Mario, Wale, Lloyd, Meek Mill, Jeezy, a lot of a lot of popping artists. But anyway, so one, one thing that we would do when we was doing those tours was we give back, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whether it's to the community, whether it's to some bad bitches, to whatever. I mean, we get money. We, we trying to give back. And, you know what I'm saying? Things in them days weren't even going viral. We weren't doing it for a moment on Instagram or there something like no that. There was no gram like that. There was nothing. Yeah. We was just doing it because the streets would talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, one thing we was doing on tour was we was giving a Louis bag away at every stop. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For the most lit uh, female or crew of females. You know what I'm saying? Another thing, we was throwing money out in the crowd. We was doing a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Christ. But I mean, 
it was, you know, it's building positive energies. It's always dope to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, we've learned since then to give back to more needy. Um, 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 I don't say needy in a negative way, but like to more to causes that are in more of need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's single mothers, whether it's uh, Christmas, whether it's um, um, uh, kids that are in situations that need their backpacks filled before going to school, mm-hmm. whether it's turkeys on Thanksgiving, whether, you know, every year we make sure that we give back to the communities. You know what I'm saying? In those times, it might have been a little more fly and a little more for the cause and for the culture and for the camera. Yeah. But now, you know, we really tap in and we really help out every year. Yeah. And, I really, and, I, and I stand on that, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're privileged enough that, you know, God gave you opportunity to get bread, however you got to get it, you know what I'm saying? Touch your people, make sure your people are good. Touch communities that haven't got that opportunities because that $100 to you might feel like a 1000 to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That 1000 to you might feel like a 100000 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you really got to give back and, 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 and take care of your peoples out oh. there in society. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real talk right there. For sure. And, and you know, moving into the times like now as you evolved yeah. in the real estate and to different businesses. Yeah. One thing when I didn't know, yeah, when you pop back up on my radar, yeah, is with her nightclub. Yeah, definitely. I, yo, fam, salute to Basmati Binga. Hey. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. like, yo, fam, I'm there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Stripes owned it, and this was on air. Yeah, and I fucking freaked. I was like, what? Get out! <laughs> you saw the clip, right? I, I was like, it, what the fuck? It. What do you mean? Yeah. I was so. Yeah, I was like, no way, and I was so happy to know that like you're in the city Absolutely. doing your thing, fam. So, so like, tell us about having yeah. Apple, so fam. so basically, you know, um, like I said, I was in the states for a little while, a couple of years, mm. and um, opposed from you know hustling, trying to find my way out there. I really I studied the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm somebody. I went to university. I take information that comes to me. And I find a way to apply it or, you know, I'm saying? apply it to my life and figure certain things out. So as you see a nigga like me, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a strip clubs building in this, in the States, basically you build your records in the strip clubs first. Yes. Right. So I'm spending a lot of time in strip clubs, but I'm also studying the culture, see how money is spent, seeing how, you know, bottles and seeing how clubs are run and certain influence. So anyway, I get back to town. Now, fast forward, it's 2019. Um, once again, like I don't want to stand on her as it was a solo thing. I'm nothing without my partners. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Naveen. He's a legend in the game. He's had many strip clubs. Shout out to Tony. Tony is the owner of Cabana and Rebel, like, you know, big dogs in yeah, the industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we had that sit down. We um, we connected ourselves as partners. I brought my expertise as they brought theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just brought what I learned from being in Miami, Atlanta, um, New York, Vegas. And um, I brought that forward to say, like, you know, let's try to shape the culture. Yeah. Um, before we get into what the club represented, one thing that was really important for me was putting myself in a position to employ my people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To give my people jobs where it wasn't just working for me. I, you know, I always take care of my people. You ride for me, this and that. I make sure you're good. But now we have, you know, various levels of management, security, brand ambassadors, um, uh, bar backs, different, you know, various levels of like we, we employing a hundred people a night yeah. where I can say, let me, let me get my people jobs mm-hmm. and put y'all in positions where you get legitimate streams of income 
And cool, y'all work with me? Yeah. Cool, I'm going to show you how to get some more money. Not dirty money, but there's, you know, in the club industry, people show up to the club to get rid of their money. All right, cool, we're going to get this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, as far as her, um, I feel like, you know, what it did for the culture was an amazing thing. Um, I've been, like I said, I'm somebody, I study the, I study industries and cultures and different things. I'm very aware of the Toronto strip club scene Mm -hmm. over the last decade. And I do feel like we came in the door, we kicked our fucking foot in the door and we shifted things that you're going to feel in forever. Yeah. The urban experience, the dollar bills culture, Mm -hmm. the ass shaking. Y'all brought that. The hustlers. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't just pop up. Like, this wasn't an event. Like, we was almost four years in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like at first there was definitely a resistance to accepting what we was trying to bring forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just staying consistent, um, just being as professional as possible, be somebody like myself. Like I said, I'm not from any neighborhood, so I can, I can, I can shake hands and hug the the gangsters yeah. and the street niggas and show love and make you feel like you that nigga. You show up to a club mm-hmm. or most clubs, you're waiting outside in line. You show up. They don't want to show you no love. There's yeah. no hospitality. Our level of hospitality was beyond words. Oh, you outside? Cool. I send security to come walk you from your car. Make sure you're good at the door. Make sure the signs come out on point. Yeah. bottles. Oh, you love? I fuck with you? I right, cool. Gold bottles. Yeah. Bad bitches. They showing love, no hesitancy. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a certain energy that was very unique yeah. that we're able to like give to the people. And once again, like I said, it's not just efforts of myself because I ain't shit without my team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's a team effort that we're able to like put together and be able to like give people that experience where like for a moment. You're like, fuck, I'm in Mississauga on a Thursday? Yeah. Nigga, I feel like I'm in Miami on a weekend. Like, this Man. shit was going crazy. I wish that I was able to get an opportunity <sighs> to, to, to pop up. Like, like it's, it's closed down we, now. Yeah, we're getting into that. So, yeah. before we get to that, you know, we had a lot of NBA players that would pull up. <laughs> Artists, Waka Flocka, Flo mm-hmm. Rida, Jeremiah. Like, guys would just pop up just it was you know guys with me from the states from miami like yo i heard y'all got this thing popping yeah you know what i'm saying it was something that i feel like you know it 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 was something for the culture that people were truly proud of Mm -hmm. and we did everything we could do to maintain peace safety and you know just keep a positive energy in there yeah our security was crazy 25, 30 securities, our cameras, 45, 50 cameras, like things that people don't know, metal detectors, wands, that's why, like we super on point and I stand on this and I'm proud of it. There was never an incident in the club, not mm. even a fight, a ball of war, no straps, no knives, no nothing. Like we maintained the peace and safety and the positivity in a club. Yeah. And without getting into too much of it, huh. you know, there's certain things on the streets that we can't control. Yeah. We run in the inside of a club. If something happens outside of Holt Renfrew, are you going to hold Holt Renfrew responsible for it? Mm-hmm. You just happen to be in, on an intersection that people are looking for guys with money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, long story short, without getting into the details of it, but at this point, we have chosen to evolve the club into a more commercial um a more commercial 
type of venue mm-hmm. where it's not going to be the same uh, offering or experience, but at the same time, the legend of her is not done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me stand on that. We're not getting into any details. The legend of her is not done. Okay. Um, when y'all see it again and feel it again, we will turn up and do it in a way that is still inclusive, but we need to make sure we protect our business, black and brown run uh, companies Mm -hmm. where the unfortunate truth is in our communities, we often don't support each other enough and destroy each other. We found a point, you know, let me just, you know, let me dive off of her and just jump in a, in a rap music. Mm -hmm. We've, we have gone to a point where we celebrate the destruction of the black culture and the communities, mm-hmm. right? We celebrate that shit. Kill a nigga, smoke a nigga, smoke, ah, whatever. It's like, you don't even think about it. It's just the norm. Yeah. White folks ain't talking about killing each other. White folks ain't doing crime. They're talking about, hey, I just, I just smoked this nigga around this house. Or, you know what I'm saying? And you fuck around and say something about them white folks. And them, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to hold you accountable for it. But yeah. why are we still celebrating destruction of our own communities and that goes for businesses that goes for artists how many artists we lost in 2022 <sighs> too many bro how many artists we lost in 2022 like from the if, time i've been podcasting I've, I've it's just been if you crazy. had lost that many artists in any other genre of music you would call that shit a fucking epidemic yeah and it, imagine you lost like 15 of the top country artists you'd be like what the fuck is going on outside yeah you know what i'm saying so now to apply that back to to, to the business it's like we are so welcoming of our culture, niggas with money. You, they didn't make you feel like a king downtown, nigga. We gonna make you feel like a king. Mm-hmm. I put ten bad bitches in your booth. Let the sign say anything you wanted to say. Yeah, bottles popping at the good rates. You know what I'm saying? Security in and out the club. Like we're gonna give you that experience, but y'all got to reciprocate that love. Mm-hmm. If y'all want, there's no place in the city now. That is going to show you love like her was showing you love. Yeah. So when when it's our time to pop up again, whatever we pop up as, whatever energy we bring, like we just got to make sure that we got to support, defend, and protect these institutions. Yeah. Because they would love for them to not. They would love for them to not be. Uh, 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 available for the community. Yeah. They would love that shit. I party downtown sometimes. I'm like, this ain't it. Now, no disrespect to downtown because they getting their money downtown. But I'm like, this is not the op- this is not the experience that we provided. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like we fucking we make sure I send my soldier. They make sure you go get in our car good. Y'all safe. Y'all get on the highway. Y'all need whatever the fuck y'all need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we weren't like moving like like it was expected. We we appreciated y'all presence in the club. Yeah. Y'all show up. All right, cool. We appreciate you. Let me show you that love. You know what I'm saying? Nah, niggas fuck that up. Yeah, bro. but but don't get me wrong. This is something, it's not a her issue. It's a community thing. Mm-hmm. And we need to improve overall. We need to protect our 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 artists, our businesses, our institutions, our everything, and just get better as a culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if it's something like, hey, this was something for us to learn, a learning experience. But I told my daughter, I told my partner this. My fir- the first house I bought is not going to be the last house. Mm. 
the first business that I get involved in, you know, club business that I get involved in, is not going to be the last one. Yeah. I told them that before, that from day one. You know what I'm saying? They they allowed me to get my feet wet and get into this industry. Yeah. An entrepreneur, a hustler mind that thinks outside of the streets. So it's like, all right, cool. You know, what's our next move? Whatever opportunities present themselves, we will make sure that we approach it and we handle it in the most responsible way to make sure we can employ as many people as possible. We can make sure, listen, one thing I love about the hustling culture, about the strip clubs specifically, is I've seen, you know, people that might have been counted out by mainstream society because of maybe lack of education, mm-hmm. tough upbringing, ab- abuse or substance abuse, whatever certain individuals might have gone through and excel to points where they become millionaires, own properties or travel the world and live certain type of lifestyles that the average person couldn't achieve. Yeah. And that's what I stand for, that hu- that hustle mentality, that point of view. Right. And that's why when getting into the into her, I was like, all right, cool. Let me stand on that. Let me. Try to shape as many lives as possible, mm-hmm. whether it's my dogs, whether it's these females, you know, doing everything they got to do, whether, you know what I'm saying? Whoever I can uh, uh, affect a positive change in their lives, let me be that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's not going to stop with the club being closed. It will always continue from myself, whatever aspect or avenue or industry that I'm in in life. Yeah. And like I said, for our next time around, I'll make sure that, you know what I'm saying? We cross our T's. We dot our eyes and make sure that everything is on point to make sure that we can continue for a long term. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. You got to pull up. No, I'm next. Whatever it is, yeah. I'm there Now this that time. we connected. Yeah. Absolutely. We got we to gotta connect and make sure it happens. Yeah, no, no absolutely. doubt. No doubt. For sure. Um, The last thing I want to know now that we've covered, because we've covered a lot of ground in this absolutely. conversation. Absolutely, yeah. We've got in the full history of, of Harvey Stripes yeah. growing up. The music game, yeah. The real estate game, yeah. Um, you know the, the the business owning. What's one thing that Harvey Stripes now would tell a young Harvey Stripes before this this travel that you've gone through? Um, I mean, I think it's important to see life bigger than streets. Mm-hmm. Um. If you've only got friends in the streets, find some new friends. Mm. I'm not saying get rid of your friends, uh, but, you know, you're only going to make it, not your only, but, you know, there's a chance that you only make it as big as the, the, the environment that you surround yourself with. Yeah. If you need to go get a condo, for instance, and you get a real estate agent that's going to get you a condo. Make friends with your real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Get to know him. See what real estate agents are up to. Yeah. He'll introduce you to a broker that gets mortgages that might invest you to somebody that's into stocks that does investments. You know what I'm saying? Like, look outside of your personal circle. Mm-hmm. Impact your personal circle with what you learn outside of your personal circle. Bring that energy back home. Employ your people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Empower your people. Knowledge is everything. I could give a nigga a hundred dollars, or I could show him how to make a hundred dollars. Yeah, and he gonna make that shit a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Teach a nigga to fish, and that's how. Like to me, I'm like I always help out my dogs. I, I'm listen. I'm privileged. 
because of my ability to navigate through certain hustles, I always look out for my dogs. Mm. I always, and I take, I take pride in the fact that I can help all my people. There's times it, it might have been my last dollar in my pocket. I take care of my niggas knowing I'll get that shit back in a minute. Yeah. I'll get that shit back tomorrow. I'll be good. That hundred to me might feel like a thousand to you. I'll get it back a hundred times myself. Mm. But in the process, let me teach you how to get it yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's just about like, you know, thinking like, thinking like leaders. The truth is there's not always only one leader in the crew. Mm -hmm. There's not only one person in the team that can empower people. Put your fucking entrepreneur hat on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like speak, speak business. Think bigger than yourself. Eliminate glass ceilings. You know what I'm saying? And keep just evolving. And I feel like, you know, like I live a life where I, t I feel like there's no opportunity or there's nothing that is impossible. Mm -hmm. Anything that I strive to achieve, I will achieve. Whether it's in a month, six months or six years, it don't matter. Yeah. Whatever I set my sights on, if I say I'm going to have a, a, a vacation home in Bora Bora, remember I said this on this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. on this, in this interview, when I get my vacation home in Bora Bora, we're going to chop it. I'm going to fly you out there. Hey, you know I'm what I'm down. saying? I'm just saying like everything and anything is possible. Yeah. Set your fucking goals. Don't live in your sorrows. Don't live in, uh, listen, the world is, 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 is de destined for me to fail. Yeah. Then you're going to fail. If you're going to win the game, you got to show up believing you're going to win. Losers show up believing they're going to lose. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the way I look at shit. It's like, there's nothing that I can't accomplish. I'm always going to pursue and push through. And when the world tells me, no, fuck it, I'm going to say yes 10 times before I get it. And when I get it, I'm going to look at niggas. And I'm not on no cocky shit like, yo, fuck y'all niggas didn't believe. Yeah. You didn't believe, y'all. let me show you how to get to it. You know what I'm saying? I don't take no pride in like standing over man. It's like, yo, I got it. Listen, I want to put all my guys on. I feed all my guys and my guys reciprocate that energy with love, protection, support that is priceless. Mm. My niggas that are right for me, it's price. I can't put a price on what it, when my mom sometimes asks me, yo, you good? You sure you're outside with that jewelry on? Just not. I said, listen, you just got to know my guys. Yeah. My guys, these niggas, it's love. It's genuine. There's times where whether I didn't have and I couldn't support guys or I had and I could, the love is, is, is consistent. Mm hmm or, or if it's not consistent, it's growing yeah. every year. You know what I'm saying? And energy is, goes a long way. So, you know, I just, I just try to project that. You know what I'm saying? And we don't got to live in the, in the dark and like, you know what I'm saying? The destruction of our communities and, 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 and bringing people down to find our power. Like, I get it. I understand in certain instances and in many instances, maybe it's too late to fix. Yeah. You know, when you lost close people that you love, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say that I don't I don't sympathize with um you know with with the culture. I get mm -hmm. it. It's unfortunate truth. But where we could find our ways out of that, where we could find our ways to like focus on positivity and growth and pr and 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 being productive as a culture and empower our people, that's the shit I stand for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let us all get rich. You know Let's what I'm saying? Rich. Let's all get rich, nigga. Like, this is a goal. It may not happen this year. It may happen 10 years from now, but let's all chase that goal. Let's not chase destruction. I see niggas get hit, lose a million dollars, and they still in the street. Y'all had a million dollars amongst a gang, and no one's investing. Invest. Talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. I, I don't want no parts of it. I'll show y'all niggas. Take that million dollars, split it up in 10, 100,000 each. Cool. We got properties. We got 10 properties. 
them 10 properties going to make a 500,000 on each property. Sit there. Be patient. Yeah. Like you're paying your rent, pay your mortgage. Sit, be patient. Wait yeah. five years. Wait five years. Each hundred going to turn to 500. We all get rich. Y'all going to be worrying about buying guns in the streets. Y'all going to be worrying about robbing dope dealers. Y'all going to be worrying about snatching niggas change. Right? You know, you're yeah. in an environment you're like, all right, cool. Let's talk with these, with these Asians and these white folks. Yeah. Yeah. Let me invest in a business. Get to the real bag. Let me get to the real bag. Yeah, yeah. Let me make sure my credit is on point. Let me take care of my family and keep them out of danger. Let me empower the youth on their way up that I could stop some people before they get to their ultimate demise. Yeah. Right? That's the goal. What are we hustling for? Sometimes I feel like niggas are in a line to go to jail. What? Yeah, fam, it's 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 spooky out here, fam. It's crazy. It's but listen, crazy. King, I I feel that we got the full story finally. Uh, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I, this is a long one in the process. Absolutely. To, to 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 get there, but like I feel like it was necessary to to get the full story of Harvey Stripes. Yeah. All those other like clips on the internet, not to ignore those. Yeah. But like to be able to get this concise story, it's, it's an honor, fam. And I no, appreciate, appreciate you coming. I appreciate through, you fam. too, dog. You know what I'm saying? Love, just what, love. What, what do you got coming up for the year? Everything? Yeah. Um, so, like, even like, you got any music coming up? Yeah, most definitely. We got a a record I'm about to drop mm-hmm. called "Busy Being Legendary." Okay. And video we shot with uh, my guy Ru- Russian. Basically, the way we we put this project together was like. For anybody that's been there for the years writing for what I stand for mm-hmm. or for kids that have been introduced to what I stand for, it's one of those timeless records that I feel like, you know, whether it's the first offering you get from me or the last. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to stand in time as busy being legendary. I stand on a lot of things that I've been through. Um, we took time, shot the video. Um, you know, we, we working on this, uh, project called while you were sleeping, Okay, where it's basically, you know, a lot of, some of the talks that we were talking about tonight, where it's like, you know, just trying to empower people and give them a perspective of a positive perspective of a way to think and get up out the streets. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I do have to recognize that, you know, I do have a voice where people do listen. Mm-hmm. And if I can, you know, provide some type of knowledge because knowledge is power where I can provide some kind of knowledge and help people, you know, to a, you know, bring themselves to a a higher level in life in general, whatever I can do. I take pride in that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, you know, most definitely, you know what I'm saying? In the next few weeks, you're going to see what the new offering is. I'll make sure you get it first. Yes, please. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, the, 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 the legend of Harvey Stripes, We'll never stop. We'll yeah. continue, continue to put people on, continue to, to shape lives and minds, uh, continue to evolve in businesses, investments, and, um, you know, just trying to do the most for the community that, that, that I can possibly do. And when I say we, me and my team could possibly do D&D forever. We're never going to die. Thank you, sir. Yo, I'm looking forward to everything that you got coming up in the in the in the future, fam. Most definitely. And I appreciate you having this convo with me, fam. Most definitely. I'm, I'm gonna take us out here with a tune that we spoke about earlier. A track is called Joker's featuring the boy Nav. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. And big salute to our sponsors, Astro Pink. If you know, you know. Hit them up on their Instagram, myastropink, or astro underscore pink, and on their website, myastropink.com. Let's go. Come on. Let's get it. Let me see here. Where's my volume? Is my volume off? There it is. There we go. Big salute to Nav on the beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These niggas, they make me sick. I'm on. Hey. Nigga, better hide your bitch if you see us roll up. All right. Say you money, you better show us. Living like kings, these niggas is jokers. Jokers. Hey, you say that. Jokers. 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 Coop all black like a Batmobile. These niggas is jokers. 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 We love hip hop.